Hey everyone, good afternoon. Thanks for joining in for another edition of uh, the Smart Hustle podcast. Actually, I'm going to start that again. Hey everyone, this is Ramon Ray. Thanks for tuning in for another great edition of the uh, Smart Hustle Report on Small Business Trends. My name is Ramon Ray, and I'm really excited to bring you another amazing entrepreneur, Truman McGee of Funky Fresh Spring Rolls. Truman, welcome to the hey. uh, show, as it were. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really honored to you know, be on your podcast and share some You're lessons. welcome. So the first question that comes to mind, Funky Fresh Spring Rolls, what kind of name is that and why? It's kind of an oxymoron, but it, it, really, it really makes a lot of sense. So what Funky Fresh Spring Rolls are, they are non-traditional gourmet spring rolls handcrafted with fresh and local ingredients, never deep fried, cooked in healthier oils. So we have flavors such as buffalo chicken and kale. We got chicken club. We got chicken broccoli and mushroom, sweet potato and black bean, and about another 15 different flavors that we sell at farmers markets, festivals. We do catering, and pretty soon we're going to be shipping them frozen all across the country. Wow, that's now I can't listen. Let me know the moment that launches because I want to be almost, if I can, customer number one. So you let me know, yeah. and I will buy a set. Absolutely. Um, and how are they – uh-huh. Go ahead. Say it again. No, go ahead, please. What were you going to say? Okay, I was just going to go into the story about it, but um, well, yeah, where did we I, get the I name just, from? I was just going to ask you, how are they um, sold now, though? How are they, now when they're sold, they're sold warm and ready to eat, or are they also sold somehow that people can take them home and eat them later? Currently, when you're not shipping, how are they sold? We we do uh, a little bit of both. So currently we do like uh, farmers markets and festivals, and in Wisconsin the weather just shifted and it's full on winter time. So a lot of the outdoor markets are done, but we still do a lot of indoor farmers markets. We do uh, a lot of uh, private catering parties, holiday parties, and we sell them frozen just like in town, either at any live event that we may do or off our website, and people just come to the commercial kitchen where we, we operate out of and, and grab them up. Got it. So I think you're going to go ahead and reveal to us how the amazing name got started. Go ahead. Yeah, Funky Fresh Spring Rolls. Like, this, is nothing, this is nothing that I dreamed of, but it's, it's everything that I dreamed of, if that makes sense. So um, as a kid, I used to always love cooking, and at six years old, my mom would let me experiment and read her cookbooks and just make all different types of mess in the kitchen at a very young age, and that oh, that first intrigued my um, that piqued my interest with uh, any culinary arts. And my mom's a caterer; she worked uh, as a public school teacher during the school year, and then during the summer she would cater these jobs. So I would want to, you know, tag along with her. For one, I used to love eating <laughs> because you can eat as much as you can when you absolutely. Cater. And then for two, you know, besides helping my mom, I, I was very interested on how she made people feel great by just eating good food. You know, usually when it's good food around, it's usually smiles, usually a good time, good conversation, and memories are being made. So that always, uh, it, that always intrigued me. So in high school, I went to a trade school in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and they pushed you to get more into it you know, uh, being a trade, a carpenter, plumber, sheet metal worker, but I was, I loved to cook. So as a senior, I, um, I was struggling with, should I go into construction? Should I get into culinary school? And the, and the construction recruiter 
he would tell me, like, man, you don't want to be a chef, man. Chefs work long hours. You won't get to party on the weekend. If you become a construction worker, you never land off. You make good money. And as a 17-year-old, I'm like, okay, that sounds like a deal. You know, not, not thinking that even though it might not be my passion, I'm just thinking about the money and whatever. And right, that's right. right. We make good money. make good money, but I wasn't fulfilled. And he lied about one thing. I was always laid off. <laughs> In about 2008 or 2008 to 11, you know, when the recession hit, um, I was – found myself laid off, and I just really ate myself into a depression, you know. And mm-hmm. by 2011, I was at my heaviest. I was about 300 pounds. And I was coaching wrestling at the time, but I really wasn't taking the advice I was giving to my kids, you know, telling them to right. eat healthy and work hard. And, and they were doing that, but I really wasn't even following my own advice. So I got to 300 pounds, and I just had a moment where we all call it like a getting tired moment where you just tired. Mm-hmm of being tired, you know, wherever wherever you're at in life, if it's just with a per- professional, personal, and you need to change, you know, I think once you hit bottom, you know, that's the best time to change. So uh, I, I, about 2012, like on a Monday, March 1st, I would never forget it. And wow. I decided to, uh, I call it my rebirth day. That's the, that's the day I decided to get my life back in control. I said, you know what, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start working out. I'm not going to, you know, fall off like the past, in the past. Mm-hmm. I would work out. I would start on Monday, and then Wednesday I'd be back at Wendy's that quick, you know, after, right. you know, I didn't fell off. So this time it was different, you know, and I felt energized. And But that same year I lost like 50 pounds. And, and that's just really from, is that just from eating right and eating healthy and exercise? That was mainly eating right. Because I, I coach wrestling, so I was right. always active, very active, but I just would go to – uh, Jimmy John's after wrestling practice or wherever, you know, so <laughs> I just and, needed, I just, I just needed to eat the right foods, you know. Right. So, and where did you, and within, where did the, where did the passion for the Funky Fresh, you're eating healthier now, you're, you're coaching wrestling, yeah. so you're active. How did this inspiration for the roles come about? So, even, even before the roles, I started a business called Getting Tired Fitness, because I thought mm-hmm. that, um, you know, while I lost the weight, I had fun, and I was, People were watching my transformation, and people wanted to work out with me, so I was training people. And we had this big tire that we used during the workouts. We call it Big Bertha. The Big Bertha would be, like, spotted all around the city. Like, people be like, dude, I see this guy with a tire. He's flipping around. What is he doing? Whatever. And and I just I would tell people, I'm getting tired, you know, jokingly. But literally, I was getting tired physically. I was getting tired mentally, and I just needed to change. So I, I started the business, Getting Tired Fitness. So, uh, a year into getting tired of fitness, I realized that people need to eat healthier food. So my clients would be working out, but they, they would lack some results because they wasn't eating the right thing. So I seen I, I made a meal of sweet potato black bean burrito. I thought it was amazing. Like, my family loved it. Like, my dad, who was the biggest carnivore of all time, he ate it. And if he is a vegan, if my dad, the carnivore, would eat a vegan meal, I knew that anybody would like it, and I just thought it would be mm. better inside of a spring roll. And that's when the light bulb went off, like, oh, man, it's even better. I didn't deep fry it. We grilled it. And, you know, I wasn't even really thinking about a business. I was really thinking about a, a way to get more people into the gym. And right. everybody loves to eat more. And Truman, and, and, and those are often the best ways businesses are started. I noticed you said, you know, you weren't thinking of it first as a business. I think many entrepreneurs, if you look at the story of Scott Cook, founder of Intuit, look at the story of Michael Dell and many others who have successful companies, they just wanted to, A, solve their own problem, 
B, right. share it with others. And out of that passion and love, that's when it turned into a business. So I, I, I echo, and, and I totally understand your, you know, your, your started from a love and a passion, which turned into a business, yes. it seems. Yes. So, you know, my love of fitness kind of brought on this, re- reignited my love for cooking because I wanted the people just to eat healthier foods, you know, and, and good healthy foods, like not just healthy, you know, not just the, the cliche superfoods or right. the niche foods. I want them to eat, you know, wholesome, great tasting food, and that's kind of how it happened. So I did sweet potato black bean uh, spring roll. And then I turned it, that added more flavors. We did a buffalo chicken and kale, chicken club. And then people started to uh, contact me more about the food than the fitness. And I'm thinking, like, all right, well, maybe this might be another business opportunity. And I really didn't, you know, take advantage of it to, like, actually another two years. And, um, like, the year 2015, I was getting so many calls about the, the food. I'm like, all right, I got to come out with a name with this. I was calling it Getting Tired Kitchen to play on Getting Tired Fitness. And then, um, I, I, you know, I said this would be a great product one day. I just kind of felt deep down that this could be something huge because I was getting an overwhelming response from the uh, from my clients and their friends. So I came up with the name. I need the word fresh to be in it to, you know, say we use fresh and local ingredients. And I wanted, to, I wanted a word that described it was different. So that's where the word funky came from. I got a friend of mine who... He's an MMA fighter named Ben Funky Askren. I always liked his name, and I, I thought that, you know, maybe we could steal his name a little bit in exchange for the spring roll. Which <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, a big fan of already anyway. So um, that's pretty much where the name Funky Fresh came from. And Do you find, Truman, do you find, Truman, that the naming, do you find that the naming can be an important aspect? Well, I mean, Funky Fresh, I think, you know, at some point it can, it might kind of can be a negative, but I think if people understand it and funky, you know, got the funk, you know, yo, he's funky, you know, it, I think it, it's more of a positive. So if you, do you find that, that even though maybe you didn't think much about it, but in hindsight is naming an important asset also, because you could have just said fresh spring rolls. That to fresh me sounds very rolls. generic like anybody else, but funky yeah, fresh, like, that seems yeah. different. That that was so important for me because I needed, I needed the word, Fresh in it, but I could have named it Fit Fresh or Power Fresh or anything, and those all sounded generic. Even Fit Rolls or Power Rolls, you know, without the fresh. And I needed, I needed to describe that they were different. And the word funky, along with our logo, and I just thought it, I just, it literally. Once I said the word funky fresh, it was it. I was like, that's it, that's it, you know. And um, like I said, I think that's huge with a business. That could be. You know, you can have a great business product, but if your name sucks, you know, you might right. not get that same reach. Or if it's not like a memorable name, you know, so that's kind of how that happens. And so walk me through, uh, Truman, some of the, the development of the growth stages of your business. I mean, again, I wish we had eight hours to talk today, but yeah. it seems okay. to me as I'm understanding it, you first had your clients doing with your health business, got that from your passion, wanted to be more healthy. Then you started making these roles, as I'm understanding it, and people, your own clients started buying them. Word of mouth. Yeah. That's one lesson I'm hearing, just word of mouth. You had already validated yeah. it before you even had a business. So now yes. walk me through in brief. You start your Funky Fresh Spring Rolls Incorporated. You're a company. How, yeah. how did you make the transition? Walk me through a few of the platforms of marketing maybe. How did you start to expand? You know, hiring your first employee. Walk me through some yeah. of that as best you can. 
so some of the beginning stages was, all right, we got the product, now just really getting it out. And one of the best ways for any food business to start is at any farmer's markets or festivals. Like, mm. you're going to be in front of hundreds, thousands of people at a time. You know, you can have that face-to-face interaction with them. That's like the, the like first thing that we had to do was mm. get in front of those customers. So after that, we we continued to hit different markets and identify what was our customer, like who's our customer, what what's the That's demographic, what's the age, all of that, and then kind of hone down on that and market towards our core customers, which for us is women with families who, who make, you know, 30 to 50 grand, 30 plus a year, and just those little things that a lot of times people are doing business planning they don't think is important are, yes. like, so important for the business. I'm glad you said that, Truman. I know for me, when I give talks on marketing, I tell people the same thing. I say, also know who's not your customer. I don't want to have you say that because you may alienate some people, but (laughs) but my point being is that I love how you're so narrowed down that, of course, everybody can buy spring rolls. I want to buy your funky fresh spring rolls, and I'm a male, you know, over the age of 40, and and I'm not the healthiest guy. But the point being is that I think that people, when they know their target customer, you can then drill down, you can command better prices, and et cetera, et cetera. So please continue. But I think I love the fact that you know who your at least initial target psychographic yep. demographic customer is. That's powerful. So then that, that was probably the first thing. And then I guess second was just making mistakes. Like a mm. lot of times we, we, we kind of afraid of those initial, you know, like, oh, you, what if my business fails? Like you will fail. Mm-hmm. No. There's no what if. You know, we're going to fail. Just the, having the ability to bounce back and to readjust and evolve from your mistakes. So I, I just kind of, you know, I'm more of a I'll jump first and think it later type That's person. That's like me. <laughs> which, which, you know, can, it can come back to bite you in the butt, but it I does. just got some, some beliefs, you know, maybe some spiritual beliefs too. It's like one quote in one of my favorite books called The Alchemist. It says that if you – if you want to achieve something, the universe conspires to help you. And I, and I, mm. I live by that. I, I believe that if you really want something bad, you know, life is like water. It's going to kind of just get out the way right. and, and and help and form and help you. It might not come the time you want it, but I, I believe it's going to come. So just having that belief that the universe is going to be there and, you know, continue to learn and, and network with other people who have more experience than you, like that that's those are some good quote unquote recipes for success, I believe. Absolutely. And tell and tell me a little bit more about the about the company right now. Is it still and then I would like to know how FedEx has a role in that. I mean listen, Truman, I think of FedEx as a company that ships, you know, in my house thin envelopes and they're either checks or something very important. And I want to hear how yeah. the world FedEx and spring rolls have anything to do with each other. However, before <laughs> we get to that, before we get there um, uh, uh, going back to the aspect of the growth of the company, meaning so uh, let's talk about, for example, I'm curious, your logistics. Do you do it in a kitchen? Do you do it somewhere else? Um, and the expansion yeah. of it. I know you've hired some people. Give us a peek yeah. into the, the roles and staff of you hired. Again, because on this interview, we want to learn from what you're doing. We want people listening to this to say, oh, okay, okay that's when he hired his first employee. This is a mistake yeah. he made. Yeah. So feel free to spend a few more minutes. A, yeah. how are you getting the word out more? And B, Let's talk about some of your first hires and when you did it and why. So first, let's talk a little okay. more about the marketing. So, 
So when when I first started, um, I was doing it like I said, super illegal, just out of the house and just kind of right. not even knowing that you need a commercial kitchen, you need all these different licenses or whatever. You were so in we the hustle. Like, yeah, I was hustling. I just needed to make <laughs> it work. So from like 2014 to 2015, that's when that happened. 2015, once we got the Funky Fresh name license, then we found a, a shared commercial kitchen, which most you can find if like a lot of churches have right. commercial kitchens or other businesses or other restaurants, and you can work when off on the out off hours. So once mm-hmm. I once I realized that I was working more than four to six hours at night on these roles, I'm like, all right, I need to start hiring hiring some help. So I I always hire just you know part time help for the events, but mm-hmm. on the actual prepping side. Once once it once it started to need the same amount of time as my day job, that's when I knew I needed to start start hiring people. So that was like twenty fifteen when we made our wow. first hire. So twenty sixteen and at this time I'm still personal training full time too. So right. <laughs> uh, I I didn't even stop and being a father, being a you know, right. brother, son, all that. Um I didn't I didn't stop personal training until last year, last October. So last year 2016 was a huge year for us. Like 2013, that first summer, we did like 5,000 spring rolls. 2014, mm-hmm. we doubled in 10,000. 2015, did 20,000. 2016, like I said, it was a bigger year. You know, right. we still was part-time. Like, I'm not even doing Funky Fresh nowhere near full-time. We did like mm-hmm. 38,000 spring rolls. And then that, that year I knew I needed to make the change, make the jump to doing it full time, you know. The and that is, is that all, is that all true from word of mouth so far, meaning pretty much right as of today, are you doing any much, ads or anything? Is that pretty much word of mouth? No, just word of mouth and social media marketing, you know, always wow. you know, consistently posting on social media or whatever. In 2016, we entered like a, we got some local publicity for some local news stations. Mm-hmm. We entered in a, a contest in Milwaukee car rev up MKE and we took a second and that, that kind of opened some doors to like work with Harley Davidson and Miller brewery who are, they are based out of Milwaukee and they, they nice. local, you know, giants to say, and mm-hmm. that kind of opened some doors. And then, um, 2017, you know, with the, with the FedEx, it just kind of went to a, a new level, but pretty much 20, by 2016, we had about three to four people working with us, uh, part-time, Right. One, maybe one full time, part time, and they say continuing that. So the social media marketing is, I would, I you know, I would, I would say we probably get eighty percent of our business from wow. social media. Everyone and these are people who are phone. using tags for health and food and other things oh. like that. Is that kind of how that's working? Yeah, yeah, same the hmm. same thing. You know, I think everybody has their phone in their hand, like most people. Right. You know, so that's where most people get their news from now, and you know, just. You know, it's it's if you like it or not, social media is here to stay, and it's a, it's a part of our lives. You know, so mm. I took advantage of that, and I really post heavy. I engage with customers all the time, and even still, like we're still using those same small tactics to get business and keep business or whatever. So social media was very huge. So I suspect Truman that in your plans for global world domination that yes. you need a partner to help you get these roles into my hands and to the hands of gazillions of others. What in the world does FedEx, FedEx and Spring Rolls have to do with each other? Please do tell. So uh, last March, I have a business mentor who she sends me 
incredible amounts of information all the time. Mm-hmm. She sent this link for the federal competition, and I checked it out. And I was like two weeks late already. The competition's going on. I'm like, right. And I just kind of looked at the logistics of it. They're like, well, you got to, you know, it's this many businesses, and you got to get this many votes and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought that we had a compelling story, and I think that we belong with a lot of those awesome businesses that apply for the competition. So I said, you know, you, you got to be in it to win it. You know, that's my that's motto. Right. Like, so you, um, I apply for it, and I just, again, use social media. I'm like, Funky First Nation, we need you. And they kind of got the word out. We got over 1,000 votes, and then we made it to the top 100. So once we made it to the top 100, we had to send a video in saying, why do we belong in, you know, one of the top 10 businesses. And I just felt like if we could make it into the top 100, I got a one in ten chance of winning something. And I, <laughs> I like our, your, I like your yeah, hustle and your can do. Yeah, I said we got a one in ten chance of winning, and I feel like we got a, a great business, a great name, a great story, amazing product. Like why not us? And I just, I just believed it. You know, I was just, a, I would just see FedEx trucks every day. Some FedEx on TV, FedEx already. I right. just kind of. It, it pictured myself winning, and I got the call from Kelly, and man, that was the best day ever. Like she. And so now, what was, what happens? You won, and it's great to win. But I'm curious, right. what will FedEx help you do? What's the okay? That's good. You won, and by the way, congratulations. But now a year goes by. Not not it's not a year, but I mean, let's say by next year, what will you have hoped to accomplish with FedEx? That's my question. Well, FedEx said. First, they gave us seventy five hundred dollars in grant money, which was for That's a good thing, business, right? Mm-hmm. And they gave us a thousand dollars in uh, FedEx supply, like FedEx services, so like any printing needs or That's anything huge. like that. And then they flew us out to their global headquarters and gave us an amazing tour of mm-hmm. you know their facility, and we talked with all these different type of um, professionals at the FedEx headquarters about how right. to expand our business or they really wanted to learn from us. So and, and how to expand it how? Meaning, I'm just curious, meaning what's the, what's the plan? What's the goal? How to expand it how? What, what, what will you, so what will you FedEx use is, FedEx to help you do? Well, besides their, you know, logistics on the way they right. um, ship stuff, they have, they, they've been an important resource to hook us up with other businesses and other Got assets, it. for example, this guy named Danny Catullo. I'm not sure uh-huh. I'm saying his name right, but he he's like a perishable goods shipping expert. Ah, and, he, and that's going to be important. Oh God, you know. So the, I mean, even with FedEx's help, it's still very. It still costs a lot to ship uh, sure. frozen frozen products. But that is the plan. Your plan is to not just because I think right now you're doing it locally, in in the coming months or weeks or whatever the time frame is, we'll be seeing funky fresh spring rolls. I can get them in New Jersey. I can get them in Texas. I can get them anywhere. Ideally, is that the roadmap, or am I reading too much into this? Yeah, yeah. So okay. we want to we, we want to start with the, at the grocery level here, right? But then we want to okay. start moving into different states and shipping them off our website and really uh, using the whole e-commerce um, route. So, fact is, you know, like I said, they're shipping experts. They get they get help with logistics on. What's the best way to ship? You know, the fly, the by ground or whatever. They have mm-hmm. packaging experts who can help us design packaging for our foot, for our product, and you know, to get it at the best price to wherever it needs to go. 
Well, that's, that's exciting because I'm already hungry, and I, and I hope you have some dipping sauce because I plan to order that too. Um, oh, so, we got a Fiesta Ranch and Greek yogurt dipping sauce that, to die for, man. You'll love it. I love it. I love it. So Truman McGee, if you had to say one thing to the audience who's going to be listening to this uh, podcast, uh, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people listening to it. Any last-minute advice, tips? I know there's so much you've given today. We've talked about you know, hiring your first employee. We've talked about you know, just kind of doing the hustle, just getting out there and doing it first. Maybe you don't have the best plan, and some people may want to be planners, but that's you and me. We just get out there and do it. You talked about having your, your full-time job while oh, yeah. you were growing it. We talked about word-of-mouth marketing. We talked about getting advice, using FedEx as experts to help you ship these things. Um, any other advice or things, or even if you want to repeat it, that you want to share with us while we yeah. uh, close this discussion? Absolutely. I would say to the listeners, hey, this is Truman speaking to you. Don't be afraid to fail because guess what? You mm-hmm. will. But it's okay. You've got to just bounce back. You gotta figure it out, and you're gonna make it work. So I would just encourage the listeners to fail forward. If you're gonna fail, it's okay, but fail forward and pick yourself up and find another way. Because if there's a will, there's a way. If you got the will to do it, it can't get done. And I'm dealing with obstacles every day. Just we've had a lot of success, but we've continued to have obstacles. And I'll even say this. If, if there are a lot of obstacles in the way, that means you're going in the right direction. If, if it's smooth sailing, then I will be very leery. I'll be like, all right, something's wrong, but it happened. So look for the obstacles because that's the way to your success. I can't read to read your book. One more time, Truman McGee, uh, Funky Fresh Spring Rolls. Give us the website name or where you want people to go to and check you out. So you could, you could uh, find our website at www.funkyfresh.kitchen or any social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Funky Fresh Spring Rolls. So awesome. follow us, like us, give us a shout-out, and we'll do the same. Love it. So ladies and gentlemen, again, this is uh, uh, um, <laughs> Truman McGee. Yes, Truman McGee of Funky Fresh Spring Rolls, talking about his growth. And this is a very hungry and slightly dazed Ramon Ray, Smart Hustle Report on Small Business Trends.